Amen. As you can tell, I've been working with him, and he's been doing very, very well with it. With those high notes and voice. Way to go. Thank you. Take your Bibles and turn to Psalm 95. Psalm 95. Psalm 95. Go ahead and stand as we read several verses out of Psalm 95 through 100. Psalm 95. We'll start with uh, verses 1, 2, and 3. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. Verse 7. For he is our God. And we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand today, if ye will hear his voice. Psalm 96. O sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing unto the Lord all the earth. Sing unto the Lord, bless his name, show forth his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the heathen, his wonders among all people. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods, for all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Psalm 97. Psalm 97, if you would please. Um, Psalm 97, let's look at verse 12. Rejoice in the Lord, ye righteous. And give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. Psalm 98, verse 1. O sing unto the Lord a new song, for he hath done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm hath gotten him the victory. Psalm 99, verse 2. The Lord is great in Zion, and he is high above all the people. Verse 5. Exalt ye the Lord our God, and worship at his footstool. For he is holy. Psalm 100. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us. And not we ourselves. We are his people. And the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him. And bless his name, for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth through all generations. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you, Father, for how it instructs us, how it invites us, how it inspires us. Father, how it gives us such great, great peace. Now, Father, bless in this time that we have together this morning. May this be a profitable time because we would give ourselves over to your spirit and to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Psalm 95 through Psalm 100, uh, they're, they're called the coronation psalms. And these uh, were written for the dedication of the second temple. It was written as a hymn and included in the Hebrew hymn books. Uh, as we look at this portion of scripture, we can see this psalm. Uh, these psalms are psalms of blessing and thanksgiving. 
Uh, how many feel blessed today? How many feel blessed today? Amen? All right, all right, let me do, put it this way. If you don't feel blessed, how many know you're blessed? And let's start it that way, all right? You may not feel that well today. Kathy will often say as she's walking through the house, bless, bless, bless. She throws three blessings in there. Bless, bless, bless. Clinton, I just smile. Well, church, we are blessed, amen? We are blessed. We are a blessed church. Americans, we are blessed. We are a blessed people. The immoral, uh, unspiritual, uh, ungrateful spirit of our day uh, that is being uh, promoted by the devil, the prince and power of the world, uh, that has somewhat clouded the sky above us, and we don't see the blessings we ought to be seeing. We are a blessed people. We are a people that are blessed. It is... Uh, just in a couple days, it would be Thanksgiving. A Thanksgiving that is covered with COVID and fear and uncertainty, a political unrest, uh, just mess after mess. That's what I guess you could say. But as we think about that, we need, we need to recognize that, uh, uh, that we are a blessed people. And we need to make sure that we are saying thank you, God, during this time. We need to make sure that we are saying, I am a blessed individual because I'm a child of God. The circumstances and problems of this world are not going to push aside the blessing that I know I receive daily from my God. Now, it is a time when normally we'd be gathering with family, and it's a time when our hearts uh, are, are just so full of love and joy and thanksgiving because we're with family. Uh, we've been told now to try to do a virtual Thanksgiving. I don't know if you thought about that, a virtual Thanksgiving. <clears throat> but a virtual turkey. How about that, Butch? A virtual turkey. I mean, we could do a virtual turkey. I mean, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, who's going to know what it tastes like, a virtual turkey? Uh, it's, this is so funny. You know, of course, uh, the, governor, the governor and the uh, health department, they're all saying, well, don't gather with family. Don't gather. Today, somebody sent me a picture of uh, our governor looking through a window at a wonderful Thanksgiving spread. And it says, make sure your shades are closed on Thanksgiving. <laughs> you know, I just don't know. I mean, we're living in a crazy day. Aren't we living in a crazy day? And uh, for some of us who are partly crazy anyway, it's, uh, we're kind of used to it. But the truth of the matter is, we need to make sure, needless of whatever anybody says, that uh, we are recognizing the fact that we are a blessed people. We're blessed. Go ahead, say it. I'm blessed. Go ahead, say it again. I'm blessed. You know what? The devil needs to hear you say it. Say it one more time. I'm blessed. We are blessed. We're a blessed people. I, I'm so thankful that the blessings of God are upon me. Uh, it's, uh, it's always nice to know that no matter what's happening in this world, that there's a God in heaven who's in control. And my God in heaven who's in control loves me and cares for me. I'm one of his children. You know, uh, we are living in a day where there's some people, Ellie, they, they, they don't know what to do during Thanksgiving time because they don't know God. They don't know who to thank. They, they just must look in the mirror and say, thank you. Uh, thank you. I mean, we heard a little bit about it today in Bob's uh, apologetic message but we know in Romans chapter 1 verses uh, 
18 through 27 there, that, uh, that, that that's a problem. That's a problem we're seeing in America today. That's a problem we're seeing in the world today. There are people that just don't know how to think because they don't know anybody to think because they don't know our God. If you know God, you know you need to be thankful. It's not awkward for you to bow your head and thank God because you know it's from God all blessings flow. I hope you agree for such a time as this, this uncertain, confusing, volatile time in our lives, we need to follow the psalmist as he gives us truth here concerning being thankful. We need to make sure that we're grateful and we're praising God and we're uh, lifting up his name and, and thanking him for his greatness, making a joyful noise unto his uh, name, praising, singing praises unto his name. Verse number two, Psalm 90, verse two, let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Verse number three, notice again, verse number three, for the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. So let's look at this portion of scripture and let's grab some truth from it, Joe, to help our hearts today. And let's make sure that we're doing all we can do to promote this thanks, thankful spirit, this blessed spirit, as we recognize we are a blessed people. First of all, I'd like you to notice the invitation. Notice in chapter 95 and verse number 1, the Bible says, O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Notice verse 6. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. The, star, the, the psalmist starts out with a with a invitation. He's uh, got an invitation here. He, he, and, and uh, you know, just this past week, I received a, a couple of notes in the mail. I'm thankful for those notes. And, and uh, one note said, well, when this whole COVID thing is done, Pastor, we got to get together for a game night. And so I thought, well, that's a nice invitation. That's a good way to say it. But this is an invitation to recognize that we need to corporately, individually, Bob, get before our God and thank him for what he's done for us. We need to, as a blessed people, recognize that we need to give thanks. We need to come before him with thanksgiving. Uh, the psalmist starts with an invitation, and uh, this invitation uh, involves into uh, not only invitation to just thank the Lord, but to worship the Lord and to bow before him and to praise his name. When you look at the invitation, you look at who sent it, you look at what it's for, you look at why, and then you look at when. Well, then we notice in Psalm 95, verse number 3, it gives us the who. It's a message from God. Notice verse uh, 3, for the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. Verse 2 gives us what? Thanksgiving and praise. Verse 7, the why? God deserves it. Notice verse 7 with me, for he is our God and we are his, or we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today ye, if ye will, hear his voice. And we also see the wind right now. Right now. Not just when things are going good, but right now we need to be praising God. God deserves it right now. Remember all he has done for you. Remember what he has done for you in the past and well, just look at what he's done for you this past week. 
He's answered prayer in my life this past week. I had some big prayer requests that I was laying before my God, a good friend of mine from yesteryear in our youth group way back when, had a, two heart attacks. And uh, he's a pastor and uh, uh, did not look good. Uh, several of us went to the Lord in prayer and several of us um, united our hearts in prayer. And, and I can tell you today, they're thinking about letting him go home this afternoon. Two heart attacks, all kinds of setbacks. He looked like he was going to heaven. God spare him. God, used, you've used him before, now use him again. And how we praise God for answered prayer. We look at all the things God has done for us. We recognize this invitation is an invitation for us to come together and to praise his name. The invitation is for all of us. When was the last time you heard, thank you? I'm personally, you heard someone came to you and said, thank you. It's fun to hear thank you. Isn't it, isn't it, Don? Isn't it nice to hear thank you? You do something for your grandkids, they say, thank you, Grandpa. You do something for your wife, thank you, honey. Uh, did you do anything for your wife this past week? Did you do anything for your wife this past week? Okay. <laughs> Deb's sitting there. Oh, yeah, when were the, what were those? Remember? But we are so forgetful, aren't we? Don't we forget? To say thank you. Uh, this past week, the girls helped out, and and they just did all kinds of yard work and got some things put up for me. And, and uh, I just love to hear their little sweet voices after I reward them. They didn't know I was going to give them anything, but after they got through, I, I gave them a little something. And they came running back in saying, thank you, Grandpa. Thank you, Grandpa. Thank you. I love it. Kate, come on up here, Kate. She's my sweet little Caitlin. I love to hear her say thank you. These girls, they just have their grandpa wrapped around this finger right here. Now, I want you to hear this. Just say thank you, grandpa. Thank you, grandpa. See, you sweet thing. Can you, can you imagine? Huh? Look at how big she's getting. I'm just so beautiful and big and clean heart. Thank you, grandpa. Thank you, sister. Amen. I told her to be prepared today. Now that she's uh, getting a little older, you know, you become a little bit more embarrassed to get in front of people and to say things. But there was no embarrassment there, was there? Thank you, Grandpa. You know, our God loves to hear that too. You know? Thank you, God. Thank you for saving me from my sin. Thank you for saving my wife. Thank you for saving my children. Thank you for saving my grandchildren. Thank you, God, for the blessings that are mine. Thank you. God is so good. God is such a great God. All of us need to recognize this invitation for us right now to thank our God. Not wait till Thanksgiving Day, but right now. We need to be so uh, uh, so used to thanking God, we should, with our first words, thank God for the new day. With our first words, thank God for his word. With our first words, recognize we have a God in heaven who so blessed us, people. And we need to be the most thankful people on the planet Earth. Secondly, who's identified here? From the invitation to the identification. 
Again, we go back to those two verses, verse 3 and verse 7. Who's identifies the one deserving, the one who wants our praise, the one who deserves our praise? Verse 3, he is Lord. He is the master. He is the great God, inferring that his relationship to us is uh, in the relative transitive attributes of God. We see that God is there for us. Isn't it wonderful to know, Hebrews 13, 5, that he will never leave us nor forsake us? Isn't that a wonderful thing to know? He's not just some God up there, but he's our God. He's our God and he's identified as our God and we should be recognizing the opportunity we have to praise his name. He is king, inferring that we are his subjects. He is the creator or our maker, verse number six. And we are his creation. And yet men forget that. Men forget that it is God, and God has a twofold claim on us. If we know Jesus is our Savior, He's our Heavenly Father, and he, uh, Deuteronomy 32 6, He has established us. He's the one who gives us life, He's the one who gives us breath. For He is our God, the Bible says. He is our God. 1 John 3 Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. Notice verse 7. The Bible says that uh, he is our shepherd and we are his sheep. Notice, if you would please, the Bible says, for he is our God and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice. Are you his? Have you received Christ as your Savior? Can you say that he is your shepherd? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Do you know him as your Savior? Have you received him as your Savior? Are you a son of God? Take your Bibles and turn to 1 John, or excuse me, turn to John chapter 1. John chapter 1. Let's go back to that very familiar portion of Scripture in John chapter 1, verses 10 through 12. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came into his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. In Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, the Bible says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. It is so important we recognize that when Jesus came, he came for one particular reason, one specific reason. The Bible says, For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. He came to be our Savior. And in being our Savior, he's given us this great relationship with the God of heaven. The psalmist now pauses and says, hey, we're blessed. Let's take time to thank his name. Let's take time to recognize what we have, we have in God. We're so busy with all that God has given us, all his benefits we read. 
But sometimes we let those benefits, the gifts of God, cover the real purpose in living, and that is the giver of the gifts in praising his name. Friend, if you aren't identified as one of his, don't take the chance, but make the choice today and receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Third, I'd like you to notice the inspiration. In verse number three, the Bible says again, for the Lord is great, uh, is a great God and a great king above all gods. In verse number six, of, uh, O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our, what is it? Maker. Verse seven gives us the bottom line. For he is our God. And we are his, uh, the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will, hear his voice. Well, let's look at it. For he is our God, and we are his people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. That's, uh, that's, that's inspiring. I want you to think about it just for a second. That, that's inspiring. That he has now called you his people. He's called us his people. When we look at the word of God... And we look at all God has done and all God is doing and how God works in our lives in an intricate matter, in the intricate matters of life. That should inspire us. Now, let, me, let me illustrate it. When I was growing up, I used to love to watch a couple ball players. I used to love to watch Mickey Mantle. How many remember a guy named Mickey Mantle? And I used to watch a guy named, I love to watch a guy named Rocky Calavito. I know, they just captured me. And so after I would watch Rocky Calavito, I mean, I was ready to play ball. I mean, whatever time of day it was, I had to play ball. I was just inspired to play ball. And I wanted to take my bat and put it behind my back like he did and go back and forth like that. And I wanted the kids in the playground or the kids in the neighborhood to come over. And I wanted to rocket one out of the side yard of our house. It inspired me. You know, I think it's so sad today. That so many Christians are inspired by so many other things than the Word of God. It's because we're not in the Word of God. We're not on our knees praising God. And we're not recognizing we are a blessed people. We're not emphasizing the fact that we are uh, thankful to the God of heaven for the blessings that are ours. For some reason, we think we've uh, done this ourselves. We haven't done a thing, have we? If it wasn't for God, where would we be? Oh, let the word of God inspire our hearts today. Let the word of God work upon our lives. For he is our God, and we are his people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Hey, I like that fact, too, that we are the sheep. That brings us back down to reality, doesn't it, Bob? Sheep, some of the dumbest animals on the planet Earth. They need a shepherd. When we start thinking we don't need a shepherd, we're even dumber than we were intended to be. Because we need a shepherd. We need God to help us. We need to be in his right hand. We need to be there recognizing that he is in control. 
The inspiration is the greatness of God. The inspiration is the goodness of God. The inspiration is the guidance of God. The inspiration is recognizing we have a God in heaven who never leave us nor forsake us. The sheep of his pasture, our shepherd. Psalm 23, he fends for me. 1 Peter 5, 7, he fights for me. Psalm 100, he feeds me. You know, as you look at this portion of scripture, as I close her down right now, you notice verses, uh, chapter uh, 95, verses 1 through 7, there's a spirit of thanksgiving there. Go ahead and look at it with me. But then in verses 8 through 11, there's another spirit. We could divide this psalm into two divisions. First, verses 1 through 7, praising God with thanksgiving. And second, verses 8 through 11, provoking God with our unthankfulness, our ingratitude. Why? Why the contrast? Look at it. It's because they forgot. God's blessings on their lives. Teenager, you're blessed. You need to thank your mama and your daddy today. You're blessed. Teenager, you're blessed. Mom and dad, we're blessed. Church, we're blessed. Americans, we're blessed. Christians, we are blessed. And this is the invitation. The invitation is now, come. Come and thank, give thanksgiving to God. Come. Recognize you're a blessed people. Come. Don't wait till Thanksgiving Day. Every day should be a day of thanksgiving. Apostle Paul in 2 Timothy chapter 3. Take your Bibles and turn there. 2 Timothy chapter 3. Go ahead, turn there with me. Notice the Apostle Paul as he is talking about what's going on in his day. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemy, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, and on and on. We know in Romans chapter 1, take your Bibles and turn there, as mentioned in Sunday school, again, we look at this portion of scripture and we shake our heads. How did man get this far away from God? Verse 21, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were everyone thankful, but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. Could that happen to you? Sure. Could that happen to me? Sure. Let's not let it happen. Let's receive the invitation from God. Let's recognize that we have a God in heaven who's identified us as his people. Let's understand that this book can continue to inspire us 
to be the blessed, thankful people we need to be in a day where people seemingly forgotten to say thank you. Does it make sense? It does say amen. Father, I thank you for this time you've given us today and for your blessings. And Heavenly Father, I pray that you'd help us not fall in the trap that so many have fallen into of ungratefulness. A trap that, that causes us to think that we have what we have because we, we, we did it. We, we're self-made. All we do when it comes to self-making is messes. Dear God in heaven, I'm so thankful for the opportunity we have to praise your name today. May on our minds and on our lips this day we practice that thanksgiving and then each and every day bless, bless, bless. Thank you, dear God, for the little things, for the great answer to prayer. Thank you, God, for being my God. My heads are bowed and eyes are closed in the quietness of the moment. How many would save the uplifted hand, Pastor Jackson? If I were to die today, I know I'd go to heaven because Jesus Christ is my Savior and God has made a difference in my life through his son, Jesus. If you could say that, would you slip your hand up in the quietness of the moment as a testimony unto God? God bless you all about the building. You'd say, Pastor, I'm just not sure. If I were to die today, I'm not sure I'd go to heaven. Would you remember me in prayer? Perhaps you're at home listening, streaming it. And you're just not sure. Friend, don't take a chance. Make the choice today. Ask Jesus to come into your heart. The Bible says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Become one of his children today and know the blessings. Know the blessings of God. And the wonderful position you now have in God's family. Through Jesus Christ. Trust in him today. Say as a Christian today, Pastor. You know, the word of God inspired me today. It inspired me. The Holy Spirit used God's word to inspire me today. And I know I'm going to be a better, blessed thankful Christian. I want to go to my God and I want my God to hear from my heart, not a flippant thank you, but a thank you from the bottom of my heart. Dear God, thank you. Thank you for being my great God, my rock, my shepherd, my Lord, my master. Thank you, dear God. You'd say, Pastor, remember me in prayer as God's word has inspired my heart today to become more thankful. Remember me in prayer as you close the service. Pray for me. Would you slip your hands up? God bless you about the building, all over the building. And may God use his word to continue to inspire us. Oh, dear God in heaven, thank you. Thank you, dear God. Continue to inspire us through your word. Father, may we send out invitation after invitation with our 
with the, the, the expressions on our face, with, with the words from our lips, to join in in thanksgiving to you, dear God, our great God, in Jesus' name.